Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a feel-good Friday. It is Dave Sturgio. It is Chris Gucci, and it is ourselves behind the glass. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live from... Chop Studios in Matawan, New Jersey. I hope everybody's doing good out there. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed their Thursday night. We had some action over in the NBA. Uh, it's not an omen. We'll get into it. But there was something put out by Mojo on their app, which absolutely slapped. We'll get into it. Oh, um, great. Have you um, checked out any of the NFL Combine? No. Has your laptop just My died? Laptop nice. Just died. That's <laughs> solid. Solid. Solid good, start to a feel good Friday. Nice prep for me. <laughs> so, did you see any of the the um I always saw about the combine was that was that Jalen Carter did show up. That was impressive. I listen, I mean, again, you, we're not going to hear he details until details come police, out. But the fact right. But he made it there. No, I'm kidding. He didn't hide <laughs> from the like, police. That, that was Bro, I hear it in Schefter's voice all the time. All of his tweets I hear in Schefter's voice. He's like, you know, Shorsha said Jalen Carter is headed back down to where he's wanted for a rash below that, right? And he goes, right? And then, like, <laughs> I feel like it was hours later. He's like, Jalen Carter has reported back to Indianapolis for his measurements. <laughs> I was like, bro, nobody can do any wrong anymore. So like, my my estimation here is that the story was, I would say, blown out of proportion if, in fact, he's at the Combine and not in jail. Well, he was in jail. He got posted bail and all this other stuff. But it's such a weird it's, um, situation, man. I don't know, man. Don't it's know. so we'll, hard. We'll to, find out. I don't know. You're any right. Details. We can't really say anything because we really don't know anything. I do so. know. I do know that he's going to be picked in the first round. Still, he might be the first overall pick in I the think draft. That ship guys. Sailed. I think that ship sailed. Not if you're that. If you're that dude, and you feel like you're going to get through this. I mean, he's got an agent for a reason. He's got lawyers. He's got, you know, he's got people that are going to talk to the GMs and the, you know, we'll get into some of the GM speak uh, from yesterday's combine. But first, let's start in the National Basketball Association. You can see I predicted this. I make these graphics the night before. I put the Dallas Mavericks and Philadelphia 76ers up there because I figured these guys were going to show out. And guess what? They absolutely did. What a fantastic basketball game between these two teams. But more importantly, whew. <laughs> The boys you see on that screen right now, Kyrie and Luka, combined for 82 points last night. 42 out of Luka, 40 out of Kyrie. My goodness. It's like you look at this team. Did Dallas finally win? Well, that's the well, that's see, that's the problem. You, you find out, you know, you find out that these these games that happen and the players are great and you know the stars are out on the night. And you have to have, yes, Dallas won. <laughs> they won, but not as handily as you would think. They only won by seven points, and these guys put on a performance of a lifetime. Again, well, not a lifetime, but like. You know, well, the Sixers are a really good team. Seven points in the NBA, they definitely covered. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so there's no questions there. Look, they're two and, I think now they are two and four combined. With the two? With the two. Yeah, that's rough. Two and four with the two players on the court at the same time. Yes, yeah, so. They they have some uh, kinks to work out still obviously but they're going to be fine Dallas they're they're priming for the postseason nobody thinks Dallas is going to win the title this year I don't care about Kyrie being there or not so it doesn't push do them over they, the hump. Do you think it's so crazy because like all right so you look at a team like the Celtics right who are uh, top in the Bucks right on top of the uh, Eastern Conference you look at the West the teams that are dominating out there do, does it take is it official that it takes three stars and minimum to to make a Championship run here because I look at the Bucks and I'm like, yeah, Drew Holiday is good and, and Giannis is one of the best in the league. But like, 
you know, I look around, I'm like, all right, they got two really big stars over I mean, there. And then the 76ers, I mean, you could look, Joel and Harden. Let's, let's look at the last, we'll say, I don't even know where you could go back to a sample size with the NBA because it's such an evolving league year after year. Like 10 years ago, it was a whole different era. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't. Lost my train. No, I'm just saying, like, it, the, does it take more than two stars to get this done? It doesn't necessarily because if you I guess look it back, depends on who the if stars you look are. Back, look, the, when the Mavericks beat the Heat in in 2011, it was it was Dirk, right? They had Jason Kidd, but he was at the tail end of his career. They had Josh Howard. They had good players, but there was no superstars in that team outside of Kidd, who was 38 or 37. And Dirk, right? You look at the Pistons teams that won it. You could ben make, Wallace. You can make the case that even that Spurs dynasty, Duncan was the only superstar. Ginobili. But superstar because they were dominant. But Ginobili was Parker. On, on a different team. Was was Ginobili going to elevate a team to a title? Probably it not. Was, it was the team scenario that was going on there, and it was Tim Duncan. Um, so Duncan. it's possible, but it has. you could look at the Heat. They mm. made their run, but they had no shot in the finals. That's Giannis, true. Giannis, one star. Right? So it's it could be done. It's just... When you want to go into the season, you you want more stars. Obviously. Denver, who are dominating the league right now, obviously has Joker. But then, like you look around that team, and they have some build. They're building. They have a good squad. They have a good squad. But again, there's no like, if you if you showed a picture of the of the starting lineup to to the casual, you're fair like, point. Ah. Fair point. It's not <laughs> KD, LeBron, no, AD. It's not. Yeah, it's not all those guys. So yeah, I, I I'm mean, curious to know if these guys can get it together because if they're going to put up points like they put up last night, that's a good thing you know to have. You offensively. know what stars does. It puts butts in seats, and that's what we've we've talked about. This. Yeah, we that's have. what the real gain is. That's what the real objective is. Titles they're hard to come by in the NBA, but if you have a superstar playing on your in your home court every night or three, you're going to make money, and that's what it comes down to for for the. If I'm a GM, I'm you're talking three. as if like the NBA and these professional ba- like uh, professional organizations are, are businesses. Mm, they are <laughs> so they are making money, and the Mavs made a little extra coin last night in front of an electric Dallas crowd um, as they take down the 76ers. Now, the one thing I did want to bring up as far as the liquid prop bets, so. Mojo on the app. Again, you can't you gotta get involved with the app. You gotta download the app right now. It's the only way to actually play and make some money. They put out a graphic last night with four players. It just so happened to be Luca, Kyrie, Harden, and Joel Embiid with all over under set. Joel Embiid's over under was set at 32 points. Embiid scores 35. Kyrie was set at 23.8. Guy goes for 40. Harden set at 2.93 hit. He hits five. And then, of course, Luca was set at 31. He goes for 42. So for the, I don't know if this is the first time, but you have four players on a graphic. They all slapped, and everybody made some money. If you decided to tail what Mojo was telling you to tail, you made some money on the market last night. Yeah. So that was that's an interesting yeah, and, thing. And and I'm still getting used to the other. Realistically, things. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that there's going to be many people that are going to be shorting these players on the props. Like, you're not going to go on and short a superstar. Well, no, you'd be surprised because if you shorted John Morant the day after the All-Star game, you you hit that. I understand, but the odds are he's he's going to go over more often You would than assume. Not, so right? that, or at least it's no fun to root against a star player. Like, who wants to go? Like, if I'm going to short somebody... Oh, that's if I'm why gonna place my bet. I, I have zero interest in being like that. Jaw's yeah. gonna stink tonight. I'm gonna be like, oh, well, who's gonna do good? Gonna, well, that's why. Well, that. That, that's why. And I know analytics come into play Just all for, the it's time. It's a preference thing. No, but I'm saying that, like, for analytics, for me. Like, I, I'm not an analytics guy. You know me. We talked for two years now about me just having gut feelings about certain things and not having Dave's not an analytics guy unless the analytics uh, line up with his argument. Same thing with power rankings. That's the same thing. Power and rankings are garbage nature, unless though. the Cowboys are the number one team. Um, no, but I was gonna say, like, when I'm looking at analytics and stuff like that, and I'm looking at the the trends and whatever else, 
I'm not one to ever bet unders. Like, I will only bet the overs. And I'm not saying every game's going to go over. But, like, when you bet an under, it's like, it's not fun to me. What's the sport? Football. I'm unders all day. So you're rooting for just nobody to score. No, I'm not. First of all, a lot of times when I'm betting football games, I'm betting the slate. I'm betting what I think is going to happen. And I kind of set, forget, I watch what my interests are. And then the bets are going to happen. Like, I'll pick one or two. I'll watch the Packers no matter what. I'll root for their interests no matter what. And then I place my bets. And then however it goes down, it goes I, down. I don't know. I, I, I just need the action. But look, there was a point in the season where there was like 70% unders. Well, that was Thursday night football. Early, early, <laughs> that was, I, I, it was bad football. I mean, I, eight out of nine, the first eight out of nine hit. How right. do you not take them? Right. Uh, but anyway, so again, getting down to brass tacks as far as the NBA goes, you're looking at some of these teams. Let's see. I'm looking at the Bucks right now, 45, 55, 62. So the Bucks are down to 20 games left. So this is the final stretch uh, of these guys to perform. And I know in the NBA you, you get like two, three games a week, if that. So you got some months to go. But, you know, these teams are neck and neck. They're right there. Um, and it's I'm going to be curious to see how the, the 76ers Bucks, the, back, bounce back. The Bucks back. are about to add Goran Dragic. Correct. Nice little vet. And I don't know what he's going to bring to the table. I don't know either, but I tell you right now, it, right? It's it's a it's an addition now. You get an addition now. It's just you know it'll it'll you know do well for you. All right, moving on to the NFL. We obviously talked a little bit about the combine. Some of those stars showed out yesterday. Um, there's a couple things that I just have to just have to bring up. So uh, this is I'm going to butcher this guy's name, but he's out of Northwestern. He's a defensive end. His name is Atatamwa. Atabore. Let's see if I got that right. Anyway, guy is a defensive lineman, 282 pounds. He's a big boy. So he's bigger than me, right? Like, it's a big boy. He ran a 4 4 40. It's like Christian Watson. Bro, the, the players in this draft and all drafts going forward, it's just, I've seen a documentary about it, but it's mostly about, like, you know, Illegal drug use with steroids and stuff, but bigger, stronger, faster. These guys are freaks now. I can almost guarantee you that that he cannot stop the run. <laughs> right? Like third down, put him in. I'm all for the bench press. I know the bench press means nothing, but like I'm an old school bench press guy. 280, he's either an undersized like three technique or he's a, a very fast D end. 37.5-inch vertical jump, 10-foot-five broad jump. So the he's guy's gotta, a freak. He's got to be getting after the quarterback, right? That's that's what you would he's imagine. He's 6'2". He's 6'2", 282. So he's my height. It's a weird – that's like a – that doesn't add up. He, he's basically my build almost, it's, a little bit bigger. Point being is it doesn't add up like for NFL stature. 6'2", hmm. 280. Well, he ain't going to grow height-wise. He's a little stout for a D-end. So, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he I guess is. you're right. <laughs> He's a little stout for a D-end. It's about the right weight if he was 6'3", 6'4". And I know that this sounds crazy, but we're talking about the combine and the draft. This is what they're doing right now, right? Um, where did he go to school? Northwestern. Hey, Big Ten. How many sacks did he have? Nolan Smith of Georgia. Dude, where did he go to high school? <laughs> Who was his JV coach? Yeah, right? Like, I don't know. What did he do in the shuttle? What did he call that? The shuttle run? Yeah. <laughs> go back and forth. Um Nolan Smith stock up, by the way. Georgia defensive end. We're talking about Jalen Carter before, but don't forget about Nolan Smith. He shows out yesterday. Six foot two edge rusher, slightly at 238. So now he's 50 pounds slimmer than the guy we were just talking about. Um 43940. 439, guys. 
I remember when like Dion ran like a 4-1, and I was like, nobody will ever do that again ever. These guys are 0.2 seconds away from Dion Sanders. It's a long 0.2 seconds, though. It, but dude, like he's an edge rusher, man. Like, what are these guys eating? I, I have, need to I know. Have a trivia question for you. Sure. There's, I'm probably not gonna get it, but go ahead. There's three players in the history of the NFL that are 6-4 or taller. Three, six, three receivers, we'll say. Okay. In the history of the NFL, mm-hmm. they're six four or taller that ran a four three six or better at the NFL Combine. John Ross. No. Six four. Oh, he's gotta be big. Oh, um six foot there's four. Two active. Megatron? He's the he's the retired. There's two active. Two so active not six Moss. foot four. I got the retired one in Cal in Calvin Johnson. The active ones, Christian Watson. Okay, so that's a Packer because I mean you wouldn't stop talking about his forty time last year. So he's like um, six foot four, so a big guy. You got the hard ones. There's an easy one out there. Is it is the it act- Jamar Chase? The active six foot four. Oh, I can't. I don't know these guys heights off the top of my head. Um, Jamar Chase is like six foot. All right, well <laughs> six foot four. CD Lamb. He's like five eight. <laughs> First of all, he's not five eight. Um, give me the division. NFC West. Got it. No, Debo. No, he's five foot six. No, he's six uh, D- DK K. Metcalf. <laughs> All right, that freak. I remember, dude. Yeah, I mean, his combine was but revolutionary. That's, that's promising for Watson's stock. So if you guys are looking for a receiver to explode next season, okay. I mean, look, that that stock's going to determine on who's throwing him the football. I don't think we won't get that look, crap again, guys. Christian Watson had a sixty-five yard touchdown drop against the Eagles, oh. thrown by Jordan Love. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Lovestock up. Um, so there's a couple stories last night. Obviously, we already mentioned that Jalen Carter returned to the combine, so he did his thing. So the Baltimore Ravens have been in the news because of the fact that Lamar Jackson and all that saga is happening right mm-hmm. now. Um, you know, they still don't know what they're going to do yet. It's clear that what they should do, there's nobody out there saying, like, ah, the hell with them. You know what I mean? Like, you want to bring back your superstar quarterback. Now, yesterday... A Eric DaCosta, who just so happens to be the GM of the Baltimore Ravens. They asked him what his deficiency were with the team. You know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this. I got a direct quote from somebody else. Uh, he said that, you know, we wish we would have hit on some receivers. We don't have any all-pro type receivers. I'm paraphrasing. So now, who's their receivers? I mean, you traded away Hollywood Brown. Who's left? Rashad Bateman last year. Didn't have that great of a year coming off injury, right? So then we we're diversify with Duvernay, right? We're doing that. So tr- he's not wrong, right? But you don't say that. So here is what Rashad Bateman said on Twitter. How about you play your players' strength and stop pointing fingers at us and eight? Blame the one you let do this. We take heat 24-7 and keep us healthy and care about you as us. I'm sorry, U.S. Care about us and see what happened. Ain't no promises, though. Tired of all y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. He's a little angry. That tweet was since deleted. He retweeted a hug emoji and said sorry. What in God's name is Eric DaCosta doing right now? Like, you have a quarterback who's almost a like, one foot out of the, the door most, and no receivers? To me, look, and I, I'll say this. I think that the Ravens' front office has been nothing short of the best. I think that in the last two decades, I can't say anything bad about what the Ravens have done. They've managed to be a contender every year. They have a couple titles. You know, what, what could you say bad about the Ravens? They've done it the right way. I think this guy's missing big time here with the comment. It's tone deaf. You're the guy drafting. You know, what do you mean they didn't hit? 
You know, well, let's look at the receivers that were drafted after Hollywood Brown. We'll see if there are any of those guys hit. Let's look at the receivers that were drafted after Rashad Bateman, who I still think is a solid player. Can't stay on the field. As he says, keep him healthy. I don't know how I take that. I would say keep yourself healthy. And then there's an element of sure. it's a risky game. You're going to get hurt. Um, I don't have a problem with what Bateman said. I don't have a problem with his delete and then apology. That's just normal, right? His agent was probably like, all right, you got your point across. You know, fix this now. I will say that Hollywood Brown did reply to it before it got deleted and say, sound off. Like, he was ready for it. He was yeah, all I mean, smoke. And then, and then realistically, it's like, how do you expect Rashad Bateman or Lamar, for that matter, to 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 perform well if you're running the ball 70% of the time? The Ravens, if you look at what they've and done. these are design since, runs. Since Lamar's MVP season, how many passes has he, like, in terms of the league average, the Ravens are on the bottom, the bottom, not just the bottom half. They're at the bottom of the league. They don't throw. So does that go into your draft strategy? We don't need the receivers. We're a running team. Well, I think, yeah, I think that it wouldn't necessarily go into your draft strategy, but if you're leaning towards drafting your strengths and keeping it that way and you have a quarterback that, guess what, they might not fully believe in, they might not. I don't know if they all do, but some people certainly don't believe in Lamar in that building to even entertain I, I shouldn't say that. Hey, no, the, the but, thought that's, uh, that it's out there, I mean, somebody out there doesn't the like it, At the end of it all, you know, when you're lead, when you're leading something, and as a GM, you should be looking at yourself as a leader above all other leaders. Like there's only one guy above you. You could hire and fire everybody. So you have to be leading with by example. And look, I've I read a lot of books. A lot of them are military driven leadership books. Jocko Willick. It's like the dichotomy of leadership is like you don't blame anybody else ever. Because then what happens is you have the infighting and you're saying, what the, what are you talking about, bro? Like, I got my opinion too. And then it starts to come out. No reason to have said that. Um, it looks like he's trying to make excuses. I equate it to a fighter getting knocked out or losing a decision in a fight where he was supposed to win. And then after the fight, he, he makes up that he has a bum knee and he was sick in camp. And Just it's the same Jake kind of Paul, deal. bro. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, but it's across true. the board. I've seen this in every single, almost every single fight. And it's always pre uh, preceded by, I don't want to make any excuses, but, but. <laughs> like, not to be an a-hole, but do <laughs> right. that all the time. Um, very similar situation. The Ravens GM, tone deaf, do better. You got a draft process coming up. You're entering free agency. They just did a thing where, like, we're players like to play. Oh, my God. Did you see like that, that, Paul? And I don't think the Ravens were as high as they could be considering all the success that they've had. There so. was, there was, they great. All right. So I don't know if anybody also, knows. They this. could be in like fifth, for all I know. There, there's a, there was a poll that was given out Cowboys to the players. Were Cowboys were, well, there was multiple categories weight room, coaching, this, that, treatment of family, right? Bro, there was teams that got F minuses. For treatment of families. One of them, ready? The Cincinnati Bengals. Like they feel like what what does that mean? When you say treatment of family, what does that even mean? Like, are you getting last row seats? Well, like no, what, what, well, first what's of all, they don't they A, yes. Um, and B, who was it? Was it a playoff game last year where somebody no, that was the Packers when they had some Whoa. Jordan Love's family like last row. Up, but yeah, that, against that the was against the Chiefs in Kansas, in Kansas City. City. Right, so whatever, yeah. whatever. But they, they did mention that when I was, was listening the to the It was the Commanders were the worst ranked team by the players, and there was a thing where the Cardinals said Cardinals were down too. Cardinals charged their players for their team meals. There's like a stipend that gets taken from their their checks. Oh my god! <laughs> Can you imagine going up to the Pepsi machine imagine, and just trying to hit a gate like you know Gatorade? Somebody, and you hit it, and they're like, it just flashes three dollars doing, a, doing like, a rental in the studio, and then like we give them a bottle of water. 
while they're doing their podcast. And it winds and up on a their cup invoice. of coffee, and then I invoice them $6, <laughs> like a hotel. Give me a break. That is insanity. I can't believe that's a true thing. But, yeah, so that was a interesting turn of events with the Ravens yesterday. Again, I'm sure it all gets resolved. I'm sure these guys all speak in the heat of the moment, and that's that's a lot of these guys are what they do. And and they look sometimes they're justified, sometimes it's not. This time, absolutely justified. Don't don't sit there and tell me that I'm not an all you know, pro. What's going to happen when you they know? pay Lamar fifty million a year and, and they, they can't have to load up trade anybody? Bateman. <laughs> These contracts that are making less than like three million, like mm, this got to go. Hey, go to the green, go to the Green Bay Packers. You're all with I'm it. I'm a Bateman guy. Um, yesterday, a rumor. Uh, I'm not sure if it's official, official, but I think it is. Um, Evan Ingram to be tagged by the Jacksonville Jaguars. He expected that. He said he was uh, no problem playing on the tag. He's going to be good to go. Trying to get his long term deal. So the Jaguars used their tag on their tight end. Another tight end got released yesterday, um, and this is Cameron Brait. The Bucks are cleaning house, man. Like, you know, first it was Fournette. Brady retires. Like, this, you know, now it's Cameron Brait. But Cameron no Brait, it's it's interesting with him. Um, by the way, Evan Ingram is the eighth highest ranked tight end on Mojo. So he's right behind Kyle Pitts, right in front of my guy, Dalton Schultz. Speaking of Dalton Schultz, the Cowboys have pretty much told him, Thanks for everything. You know, there's, there will be no tag used on Dalton Schultz. So I don't even know if there's a negotiation happening with that guy. But the Cameron Bray situation is interesting because last year he played 11 games. He only caught 20 balls for 174 yards, no touchdowns. And that was with Tom Brady as your quarterback. Now, I understand it's 45-year-old Tom Brady, but still it's Tom Brady who just so happens to have, you know, really connected very well with all of his tight ends he's ever played with, a la Gronk, right? Like, so you would think that Cameron Bray should have showed out last year in a contract year. He did not. Um, it's not even a contract year. Sorry, he was just outright cut. Uh, so my question is, two-part, Chris. A, does Cameron Bray land anywhere? And B, is he now the best tight end available on the market right now? He's not even close to the best tight end on the market. Okay, Not even close. Look what he's doing. Look yeah, I mean, done. last year stunk, but he right. used to be productive. Um, <laughs> or maybe not. Used to, to be productive, right? So I don't know about all that. I would say Tanyan's better. You were just talking about the Cowboys letting Dalton Schultz go. I mean, I don't think Cameron Brayton in his last three seasons has had what Dalton Schultz had even last year, and that was a down year for him. Mm. Um, we make the thing, oh, Brayton. Cameron Brayton is a, is a solid player, but I think he's there for his run blocking. So when he got, when he does hit the market, which is about to be in two weeks. Someone will sign him because he could block. And there's a re there's like a value in a backup tight end that knows how to do things the right way. He'll be he'll catch on. It'll be at a league minimum. But no, we're not going to expect any any uh, ten catch games out of Cameron Brayton. Not, not like we've ever seen him before, anyway. But let's play a game. Dalton Schultz, where does he wind up? Green Bay. Stop. I heard rumors. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, the Packers are in on a tight end. They're talking about drafting one. They are talking about drafting. They're not in on one. Dalton Schultz, I think, might wind up in with LA, the Chargers, because of Kellen Moore, that whole connection, right? Mike Gusecki, is he back in Miami next year? No. So he's a free agent. He's going to wind up some. I take Gusecki. Gusecki's all right. He's not. He's not great, but he's not bad. Uh, Austin Hooper, he kind of got lost in translation. He's a free agent. He might land somewhere. I don't see it. Not a big market there. Your boy, two of them, Mercedes Lewis and Robert Tanya. Any of them back in Green Bay? Maybe he comes back. I think Tunyon probably gets paid a little more than the Packers are willing to pay him. But if they don't land Dalton Schultz or a, one of the better tight ends, I would not. I would be one hundred percent for bringing both of them back. 
I like Tanya. He's a good. I like Tanya too. I think he's a good player. So anyway, another weekend full. You got the running backs. The receivers are running right now as we speak. You got the quarterbacks tomorrow. So it's going to be an interesting week. Let's see what how weekend. Let's see how it all plays out. We'll recap this all back here on Monday with the first official week or the combine being over. It's going to be done by the end of the weekend. So we'll figure out all the mock drafts that are going to come out. Maybe we'll even do a mock draft of like the first ten picks at some point. Um, but anyway, you can also follow us right now on Mojo, and that's at Mojo M O J O on Twitter, Instagram. And TikTok. Be sure to do that. That is how to keep up with everything. That is how you figure out all of these amazing prop bets that they're putting out there. They're they're basically handing you money. So one guy make like a, a couple thousand dollars in a couple minutes. It's just insane. Join the Discord. It's also got a lot, um, a lot to offer over there because of the again daily conversation all over it. Just get on it, on it, get involved. And of course, mojo.com for all the latest articles and blogs that are being written by their such talented writers over there. They're doing a good job. So uh, any plans this weekend? You got anything going on? There's a big, big fight in case you're a fight fan. I'm trying to get things sorted for the fight. I don't know how it's going to play out. Coming here for the fight? I don't know yet. That's what I'm trying I'm to do. I want to be at sorted. my dad's, so I'm like right here. So if you're going to be a, here for the fight, a, let me know. It's a strong possibility. John Jones back in the octagon. I know I'm ripping so. some UFC optic. Saw that. I saw, like first of all, I mean, I'll talk to you off air, but I saw like the next eight months planned out or something like that. <laughs> you guys went ham yesterday. Uh, but anyway, thank you guys for watching. For Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Be responsible and we'll see you guys back here on monday we will we will